Welcome to the On Call Room, a Grey's Anatomy podcast with your hosts, Abby and Bree. I reversed it today. It worked really well. It did. Because we got to say our own names. We did. Um, we are here this week with a double episode for you. Yeah. Back to back, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get us two days in a row and, or maybe one day, two in a row, well, whatever. Do, whatever you happens, you happens. get to double listen. Exactly. Um, so we are the On Call Room. If you've never listened before, interesting choice for your first episode. Uh, you can find us, first of all, if you want to be involved with the show, if you like love Grace, you love the podcast and you have things to say, um, you can say your things by going to patreon.com slash the On Call Room where you can um, donate to be an intern resident or an attending. And there's lots of very fun award, awards. Rewards. Re- rewards. Um, Rewind. For, for doing this. So for being an intern, for $2 a month, you can join the Facebook group, which is super active and super fun. Um, for I'm not going to go through it all. You can check it out. But one of the bonuses about being a, attending is $10 a month as you can co-host. Yeah. So we don't have a co-host this week, but um, we did last week and we will again soon. And that's really, really fun. So make sure you go to patreon.com slash the on call room to support us. And you can also find us on Instagram at the on call room pod. Um, just a little tidbit about Patreon. Um, we have a new reward that um, we are, thir- what did we say? $33 away from reaching that reward. Yeah. Um, so once we reach $400 a month, we will be releasing a phone number that you can call or text us at. That's for patrons only. Um, leave a voicemail. You might hear your voice on the podcast or a text read on the podcast about something you want us to discuss. So um, we need to be making $400 a month to do that. We're $33 away. So if you have been considering becoming a patron, now is the time. Yeah, and by making $400 a month, we just want to be clear that we're just not losing $400 a month. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, That's what I meant. (laughs) Yeah, perfect. Uh, That's great. So, um, I don't know, Brie, I was going to ask you, I think you should explain. Well, first of all, it's the Emmys. It is the Emmys. And I am trying to think, and I don't know that I've watched an, an Emmy Award. You know, it's funny you say that because when we talked about like what we were going to maybe discuss on this episode and you were like, maybe we should talk about our Emmy experience. I went (laughs) blank, like blackness in my head. I was like, I don't think I've watched any Emmys either. I'm very big into the Oscars. Okay. Got into the Tonys recently. Um, Golden Globes are fun, but I don't think I've ever experienced the Emmys. And I think maybe because I didn't necessarily care that much about television before. Right. I love Gilmore Girls and I love Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> and Grey's Anatomy, besides that with little side gig this year, hasn't been nominated for the no. Emmys in a while. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. And I think, too, like, this is the year that I watched Handmaid's Tale and yes. Game of Thrones. Exactly. And is there anything uh, else? This even is Us. Num- oh, This Is Us. Yeah, yeah. I watched all of the shows. Westworld. Like, yeah. Fall off, fell off that way. Yes, got to be- gotta get back on though because Aaron Paul, who was in Breaking Bad, he was Jesse. Have mm-hmm. you ever seen Breaking Bad? No, like oh, the first like four episodes. So good. Uh, he, I just love him and his. I love his wife. I don't know them, but I feel like I do. Uh, he is going to be in Westworld season three. Okay. So I feel like I need to get I back on. Can't it. Can't get into Westworld. I, tried. I need to like listen and read a blog. Afterwards. Yeah, it's so confusing. Mm-hmm. Um. But then again, so is Game of Thrones, but I, like, trucked right on through that. Right. I think it's just a little different. It's a different 
Yeah, it's kind of easy to understand swords and thrones versus, like, computer and multiple timelines. And, yeah. Like, the show, like, dynamic itself. Like, Game of Thrones is all happening in a row. Westworld is, has three different timelines going on, but you don't really learn that until the end of season one. You're just like, I don't think I finished season one. Yeah. I don't think well, <laughs> We tried to, but we just kept drinking wine. Drink and then too we, much wine. And then we watched Girls Trip instead. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah, so... Um, so you, you don't have experience with the Emmys really either, then? No, I, I don't. So I'm excited to watch it. Who's hosting? It's two guys, I think, from SNL. Oh, okay. Um, so... Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I hope it's funny. Is it yeah, funny? I don't Is there know. musical guests? I don't know. Like, I don't know. All you I'm- know what's another <laughs> musical uh, award, or another award show I don't watch? Is the Grammys. Yeah, I... Yeah, no, I feel because I'm like I feel like I'm a big award show person, right? But, but really, I really think it's just the Oscars and the and Tonys the Golden Globes. and the Golden Globes. Those are good because those are both movies and TV, right? Well, and the Tonys for me are a new thing. Same, like I never really watched those, but now I've gone down the YouTube hole and watched every single Tonys performance that I feel like there is. Yeah, but um, yeah, so I'm excited, and we we want Sandra o to win. We'll just say that, but we'll, yeah. we'll talk more about that later. But um, I also is she up against Elizabeth Moss? Yes. I feel like... But Elizabeth Moss won last year, so... And, and okay, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. But I, I'm excited. I love, like, an event where I, like, invite people over. Tonight it's Me? Abby. <laughs> <laughs> and just, like, let's just sit. Because usually yeah. award shows are on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. So this is, it's a Monday night. You all know that if you watch the Emmys. Yeah. So it's just... It, you it, don't it, work tomorrow morning. No, I don't. So I can drink as much wine as I want, <laughs> eat as much food as I want. I don't know why I couldn't do that. If I'm worked. such a bad influence on Brie. She was like only drinking on weekends. Mm-hmm. And then this podcast has happened. We can have Sober Thursday, though. That sounds or Wednesday, I keep saying it. That's fine. Yeah, we can or have we La- don't have we to. We can have LaCroix Wednesday. LaCroix Wednesday. Uh, by that, Seven I mean Pellegrino. Or um, Mocktail Wednesday. Right. That right. doesn't doesn't rhyme. Um, rhyme. <laughs> okay, so I feel like we have a lot to say about this. Yeah. Um, we d- and I have nothing to say about the Emmys because we're about to watch it. Oh, that's the other thing. So we're you, throughout this episode, we're going to watch, not throughout it, we're going to watch it and then record at the end or like after we find out what happened. And yeah. when this is airing, you'll have already seen it. So yeah, you already so, know. But you will hear our responses like yes. immediately after what happened. Yes. Yep. So, so and I, we might be pretty buzzed up at the end. We could from be. One. So. I should have, I, yeah, we, we, we might be. Okay, so let's, we'll take a pause. We'll take a, a blink, a nice oh, I like that. long a nice, blink. A long blink. And uh, shout out to my sister. That's where that came from. Yeah, she likes to take a nice long blink <laughs> at red lights and or in her closet of her classroom when she just needs a quick, like, two second nap. That's what long I do blink. at weddings in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, just. I just, <laughs> with. And they all know it's me, though, because my camera shit is on the floor of the yeah. stall. And I'm just like, I know. Just leave me alone. I know. I just need a long blink. So let's take a break, and we'll get into some fun stuff. This <laughs> is A Day is brought to you by the, the Uncle Call Room. Room. I'm keeping it. All right, guys. So one, our one and only true sponsor is A-Day. Uh, creating fabrics in mills and clothing in factories requires energy and water. So A-Day chose their partners specifically for their sustainable practices, technological superiority, and overall impact on the world. They're young, but they aim to be a world leader working with the highest quality fabrics and partners out there. 
They're A-Day and they make clothing that's strong, comfortable, and long-lasting. So basically, it's comfortable clothes that you can work in, you can live in, you can work out in, you can lounge in, you can watch a graze in, you can do everything and look super chic. Uh, to get 20% off your first purchase, just type in on call room X A Day um, at checkout and you can get 20% off your purchase. Again, that's www.thisisaday.com. Type in on call room X A Day for 20% off your first purchase. Thanks for supporting us. So now's the segment of the podcast where we're going to read a review. Because who doesn't like to hear how great they are? <laughs> I love it. Um, <laughs> please um, make sure, um, if you're listening listening to the podcast and you enjoy it, to leave a review on iTunes. Don't leave anything less than five stars. Yeah, just don't waste um, your time. But that's how people find the podcast. So we are up to 109 reviews. Which is crazy. Yeah. So um, Sarah DLC said, binge-worthy, five stars. My face is killing me today after holding in a thousand silent laughs while binging on your podcast at work. I had, I had a thought when I got to the office. I wonder if there are any Grey's Anatomy commentary podcasts. I made a quick search and your funny picture pulled me in. It is funny. Thank you. Nine episodes later and a full day gone, I'm about to sit down to season 14, episode 20 on my DVR, and I seriously haven't had enough Grey's yet. Seriously? Seriously. So many favorite parts in season one of the podcast, but I have to say, I cannot get over how you talk about rewatching Grey's. I've rewatched the show in its entirety about a dozen times because I hate how exhausting it sounds to start a new show. Too risky. Totally agree, Sarah. <laughs> Too risky. I like I that. I totally agree. I just want to watch what I like. You mentioned this a few times and you have my heart now. My friends never get it. You're my people. Oh. Great job. P.S. Get drunker when you record. It just gets <laughs> funnier and funnier. Thank you for allowing us to binge drink. I will do it. Here, yeah. listen. <laughs> Good. I don't think that worked. Uh, we will. Thanks, Sarah. And now we're going to like do the thing. Take a quick break. Okay, so it's Emmy night, and we are Team Sandra O. Oh. I think I've always been Team Sandra O. Oh. I think so, too. And I didn't realize how much I missed her until I spent an hour researching her today. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, she's pretty cool. Yeah, she is really cool. Beyond Christina Yang, I think Sandra O oh is a really interesting human actress Canadian. <laughs> yes, Canadian. Yeah. How fun is that? Um, so basically, the, like we said, the Emmys are happening. We're going to deep dive on Sandra O, oh, not necessarily Christina. I mean, we, we'll talk a little bit about Christina. Right, but we've done a lot of that. So we want to talk about the person behind that um, in honor of her nomination. Yeah. So, okay, I have a little bit of a Wikipedia history that I will make sound very interesting. Make sound. Make it sound okay, that way. Okay, so first of all, I didn't realize that she's 47 years old. She was born in Dude, 19- I thought she was like 30. 35. Which makes me feel great that, like, I might peak at age 47. Yeah, I mean, think about this. She has a really important moment in her life that we'll talk about in a moment. Coming up at 47. Yeah, it's super exciting. Yeah. Um, So I'm really happy about that. And her parents are Korean immigrants who came to Canada, so she's Canadian. Mm -hmm. Um, This is just a little blurb that I loved, and it's... I mean, she's not Christina. She's different, but there are similarities to the two of them, I feel like. Uh, In high school, she was elected as student council president. She played the flute. She did ballet training and acting studies, even though she knew that, quote, she was not good enough to be a professional dancer. She eventually focused on acting. 
She took drama classes, acted in school plays, joined the drama club. Uh, she was in a Canadian improv games in Skit Row High, a comedy group. And against her parents' advice, she rejected a four-year journalism scholarship to Carleton University to study drama at the National Theatre School of Canada in Montreal, paving her... Pay, it says paying her own way. My notes. Uh, paving her own way. Hmm. Oh, wait, no. Paying. She paid for her college. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Also paving her <laughs> own <laughs> Also <way>. paving. <laughs> um, so I thought this was cool. Her. So everyone in her family is a master of something. And she even quoted, I'm the only person in my family who doesn't have a master in something. She told her parents she would try acting. If she failed, she'd go back to university. Um, so I think that's pretty cool. She was yeah. kind of like, I get that you want me to do this, but I'm going to fund my way to do this. And you can't say no, but if I fail, don't worry, I'll study. Yeah. Which I think is really interesting. So did she, I'm sorry, did she go to school at all for acting? Yes. Was she trained? The National did- Theater School okay. of Canada in Montreal. Okay. Very cool. Where she paved and paid her Where own she way. paved and paid her own way. <laughs> um, so she was married at one point in time. Point. <laughs> I didn't even say You said so you wanted us to get drunker. Oh, you got you what you're wishing for. Oh, my God. He's got, <laughs> he's got what she's wishing for. Um... What I was trying to say is in no way do I believe that, like, you have to talk about a woman's marriage to get her worth. But it is interesting that she was married for three years to Alexander Payne. Hamilton? Alexander (laughs) Hamilton. Uh, She time travels. She does. And she was in a movie, Sideways, that he directed. It was one of her, like, big first leaping off moments where she was a leading lady. Yeah. Uh, I have not seen it. You know, I saw it a really long time you did. ago. Oh yeah, but I don't remember it. Like I was in like seventh grade. I okay. feel like, or maybe high school. I'm kind of wanna go watch it. Yeah, you um, can do it. Maybe but, not tonight. Right, I know. And I think it's interesting that. Uh, so basically, this was one of her first opportunities given by this director to play a role that is like this strong, sexy, like leading person instead of like she's played a lot of quirky best friends or Mm -hmm. just like side roles that like help propel the other person along. Yeah. And so uh, she always like claims even though like, you know, unfortunately they got a divorce, but it was worth it because that was a great moment in her life. Yeah. He took a chance on her. Um, she also was in Princess Diaries. I know. What What's her role in that again? She's the principal. Oh, okay. Yeah. She has a very, like, like, small role in it. Again, yeah. I feel like I probably <coughs> saw that before I started watching Grey's. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, you know, catch it. Yeah. Um, um, should we talk a little bit about who she is as Christina? Or Yeah, sure, we can. I feel like we just love Christina. Like, she's a strong character. Yeah. We I, have some people in the listener group that do not like Christina. Yeah. Um, we understand that Christina makes some, like, brash and, like, very... I mean, uh, what I read in an article is that for Christina's character, surgery is the love of her life. Yes. And that's, like... So when you think about that as the premise of that character, it's... I think it's easier to, like, not think of her as mean and... And you know, selfish. And, yeah. Um... Because we were actually having a conversation um, the other night about um, people in our lives that we know and, like, them trying to figure out if their career is the most important thing to them. And Mm -hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, especially when you're as talented as Christina is. Right. Um, And I don't think she wants to be distracted. Um, And I think she is capable of opening herself up. She opens herself up to Meredith. Yep. She does... a. She tries to open herself up to Burke. I think I she would, does with Owen. I would, I would say, like, I was going to say, I w- out of all of her relationships, I think Owen is the one that she's the most vulnerable oh, yeah. with. Yep. Um, 
And I think that Sandra O oh, and his name's Kevin, right? Kevin, yep. Um, actually had like a very nice relationship outside of like filming. Like yeah. I think they really admired each other I, and cared for each other. I watched an interview today of her on the Katie Couric show. Mm-hmm. Like what, which uh, that's not what it's called, whatever it was, but I don't remember when I assume it's like when right after she left Grace. Yeah. And, uh, she said that, well, first of all, he, ha- she has like a Canadianish accent and he is Scottish, Scottish, which yeah. is funny. But, uh, sh- he said that she said that during a lot of scenes, like towards the end or when it, things got really intense with the two of their characters, they'd like read through it and be standing there ready to do it. And he'd look at her and go, San, I think we're going to need therapy after this one. Like, <laughs> and, and she said that out of, cause I think the question was, who will you miss the most? Yeah. And she didn't necessarily say that, but like, I think they had a really special bond because their characters had to go through some shit. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, can we maybe just like speak, spoiler alerts. Let's just speak to Christina's timeline. Okay. I think that Christina, out of all of the characters up to date in season, we're going into season 15 here. I love her storyline the most. I think she arcs. I think I love her exit. Yeah. I was very pleased with how she left the show. And I, I thought she grew as an individual from who she was day one as an intern and then ended up exactly where she was supposed to be working on hearts, doing what like growing hearts or whatever in Zurich, you know? Um, I thought that the writers and Shonda like wrote her off in the best way. I agree too. And I'm trying to think of characters who are like, you know, off and like Izzy, George. Izzy, yeah, disappears. George dies. Dies. Which the war thing, I still don't feel like was George-ish. No. Uh, Derek dies. Mark dies. Lexi dies. Just recently, um, like Arizona. Like I still wish like they would have developed her like wanting to be with Callie again a little Mm -hmm. bit more instead of just making it a fucking one-liner. April leaving. April, I don't understand. She would never give up surgery and just volunteer in the area. Um, Yeah, so I do feel like Sandra O's is the best and I really hope I mean, Ellis's, I respect. Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. Um, Ellis. But I really, I mean, I hope Meredith has a good arc or else, you know, whatever. But I also think Karev is maybe a close contender for having a good arc. Who knows how it, the show will end with him. Yeah. But it's about damn time that, like, yeah. he did this. So, yeah, I agree with you, though. I I want to ask you... Do you do you think that Burke and Christina should have ended up together? No, because in that last scene when like Burke has yeah. a picture of his family, yeah. I think that's what he wanted. Do you think Owen and Christina should have ended up together? I think they were tumultuous, but I think they were probably a better pair. The yeah. only thing that got them going was children. Again, he yeah. wanted children and she didn't, mm-hmm. which I guess is a ginormous thing. But like I... I'm sad about that because I I don't know. I think they were better than... I don't like Owen and Amelia and I don't like Owen and Teddy. No, I don't either. I think, like, Christina was kind of his soulmate match that they just didn't... Check enough boxes. Yeah, agree on some, like, pretty big things. Right, right. Um, I thought this was interesting. This is the first scene that Chandra Wilson, who plays Miranda Bailey, had... This is like a quote from Chandra about Sandra O. Oh. And it says, um, I've never met an actress as conscious, as analytical as Sandra. Sandra? Sandra? It's Sandra, Sandra. I'm pretty sure. She thinks about every word coming out of her mouth. 
except when the cameras are off. I remember our first day together. There I was, walking around, shouting orders, doing my thing. Apparently, O was impressed because after the take, she turned to the rest of the cast, pointed at Wilson, and blurted, Oh my God, I want to have sex with her. This, <laughs> this was my introduction to Sandra, Wilson says. That's amazing. Can, yeah, like, so Bailey's doing her lines, you do this, and like... Teaching at, moment, Bailey yeah, te- teaching yep, moment. And then the camera's cut, and Sandra O oh just says, I want to have sex with her. That is amazing. Yeah, and I also, she was supposed to read for the role of uh, Bailey. Oh, I didn't I know that. I also read that. Which who knows how? I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, then, but and she read the script and was like, "No, I'm this person. I'm the antagonist." I think she called Christina. Yeah. So, anyways. um, I have. Should we talk about? Yeah, we have some moments about the end of her. Yeah. Match. So, um, you can do one. I'll do one. We'll go back. And forth. Yeah. So for spoiler alert again, I'm sure everyone knows this, but she made it, she did 10 seasons of Grey's Anatomy. Yep. And so she left in 2014. Yep. And I really, with all of the like research and reading I did and like interviews with her, I think she like left on very good terms. Like she personally felt like she was done. Yeah. She like made the choice, I think in like season nine and they carried her through season 10. Yes. Yes. So, um, I, I don't, I will read some stuff, but I don't think it was very difficult for her to move on. I really don't think it, like, no. I think she was just done. And afterwards, she stayed out of acting for a while. Also interesting, too, that I think if we think about a lot of the other actors on the show who left, it wasn't their choice. Yeah, like, just now, April and um, yeah, Arizona. Yeah, like, they were at the fucking table, or they were told probably before the table Yeah, read. but, and then they right. weren't really planning on leaving. I think Christina, like, went to Shonda and was like, hey... I would I'm like leaving. to do one more season. Yeah. What can we do here? Um, that must have been hard for Shonda Rhimes because she always claims that, like, Meredith and Christina's romance is, like, yeah. the true mean. So, so like, they still, like, kind of bring it. I love that they still, that they didn't kill Christina because they, like, bring her up, like, oh, I talked with Christina on the phone. Yeah. Like, when Mare wins uh, whatever. And, yeah. You know, so even though she's not there. Oh, and they were saying, I read in that same article that for her character, like, she couldn't get the Harper Avery. There was some... Right. Re- I forget what the reason was. I haven't rewatched those in a while. There was that. And then there was, like, Owen and her relationship was falling apart. Like, there was nothing holding her character there anymore. Right. And and then the... So Burke- it made sense yeah. in the plot that she would right. go and do something she was so passionate about. Like, run her own center. And end up being better than Burke. Like, that yes. is the part that is, like, I think back to that speech with Mama... Where she's like, think of how good you could have been mm-hmm. if my boy, you know, your teacher. And, like, instead, she ends up replacing him, which is just fucking so good. Yes. Um. So, we each have, like, a couple questions, and I think we'll just kind of read them. Qu- which questions? She means, like, these were questions asked by Yes, I'm sorry. She was interviewed, yep. and then um, these are her responses. Yep, yep. Um, this one's really... Well, this one I really love, and it was, what was your final scene with Ellen like? Because we talk about so much how, like, the romance is actually Christina and Meredith, but I don't think, like, like Sandra and Ellen are super close. Right, right. You know, in, like, real life. Um, So this is her response. She said, my three most difficult scenes in the past three years have all been the same scene number. Oh, that's weird. There was an episode in season six that I did with Kevin Owen, where I talked about Burke, the pieces of me speech. That was scene 44. I could barely get through it. Then in this season's Burke episode, when Christina equalized herself with Burke, that was scene 44. 
It was really challenging. In the finale, scene 44 was an extremely important scene between Meredith and Christina. I remember reading it and I hated the scene, which I thought was really interesting. It made no sense to me and I couldn't connect to it. But sometimes the place that is the most resistant is a lot of the times the place to mine. It was deeply emotional. It was the last scene that Ellen and I shot. I can't speak for how it was for her to shoot that, but at the very end, I remember feeling for our chests embracing. I'm holding her and I can hear that she's tearing up. I was holding her and I felt like we were one body. The one line that was the most filled for me was when Christina says, you and I, Mayor, were not finished. At the wrap party, they showed the famous scene where Christina asked Meredith to be her person. From that to the point where Christina is saying, you and I are not finished, is like the two sides of one coin. Their love is like that. I felt very fulfilled with Christina saying goodbye to Meredith. I have to give Christina her space and her truth to say goodbye to her best friend. These two know what's coming, which is great change in their lives. That's how I want to frame it, with all the feelings that come along with it. This great change is happening, and eventually Christina has to ask Meredith to help her with the final change. I need you. I need you to help me to change," she says, "or to make this change." And I love that yeah. because I love that she read it and she's like, "I hate this." Yeah. Like, because that is also I feel like an actor too. Like, you right. might not necessarily agree with what the writers are giving you, but you have to make the most believab- of it. Yeah, and believable. And she said it was a very difficult scene for her, and then she ended up feeling like it was a really great send-off. Yeah, and we'll talk more about that line at the at the yeah. very end because it's super important to the Sandra O as yeah. well. Um, I know. I, I, I was thinking the last scene was when she says that you are not... Earth. Well, so I have that quote, and this is a great quote. Um, in that scene, that what is said between... Oh, Christina good. says to Meredith, she says, don't... And she's speaking about Derek. She says, don't let what he wants eclipse what you need. He's very dreamy, but he's not the sun you are. And every time uh-huh. I hear that line, I want to cry because yeah. that is true love right there. Yeah. Christina and Meredith. He is not, He is very dreamy, but he is he's not, not the, the sun, sun you are. That's fucking... And the oh. fact that don't let what he wants eclipse, like the sun eclipse. Yeah. It's just a beautiful... Yeah. Phrase. Don't worry, Christina. He got hit by a semi truck. He's dead. He dead. <laughs> I know. I that is truly one of the best episodes. Oh, and then I read too. I don't have the quote, so I can't quote it accurately. But the, her last scene with Kevin McKidd mm-hmm. Owen was. I thought. I'm pretty sure he's operating. Yeah. And she's up in the gallery. Yep. And they exchange like a wave, sort of a thing. And she talked about how. It a showed the distance that those characters had gone, anyways, and also the distance that like they, as people, like aren't yeah. going to be shooting together anymore. And she said like the way they film it, like when they're filming Owen, it has to be dark in the gallery, and when they're filming the gallery, it has to be dark in the OR. And so when they would do each other's takes, they would hold a flashlight up to their face so, so that the could person see. could see their face when they did it. And I'm like, oh, I love it. It makes me kind of excited for the seasons with Owen again because I'm gonna try to look at his character with new eyes. I. Totally agree. Like, yeah. reading this interview that Christine... And this interview was a long time yeah. ago. Like, this is when she left, season 10. But, like, her love for Owen's... Like, Kevin McKidd and Owen's character, I was like, okay, I can m- maybe yeah. see more... I, I can maybe give him a break. I'm for sure, too, that I'll probably like early Owen better than current Owen. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, so his arc is just a straight flat line of... Really, wanting a baby. Of, <laughs> yeah, pretty just much. Wanting a baby. Um, so then I also thought it was really interesting that 
on her last day, uh, she bought 250 bottles of champagne and gifted them to everyone in the cast and crew. Um, she said, that is why I think the day was so joyous with each person. I was able to have a personal moment and tell them what I thought about them. Um, and then also that how she felt about leaving. This is a quote from her. She said, no, I was completely in tears, but not broken. It was not a place of being sad. It was a place of being tremendously moved. It's not like I broke down and I was crying. I felt so fulfilled with um, the meaning of this moment that it was very emotional. I do want to try to be specific about the quality of the emotions because many people can be sad and it is sad, but I was extremely moved. She's so self-aware yeah. of her feelings. She talked about too, and I don't have this direct quote, but like when she was saying goodbye to all those people and giving them gifts, like so much in this interview wasn't about like the actors. It was about people behind the scenes, like her makeup artists or people that she right. spent every single day with. And she was like, I did a show before. I don't remember what the show was before, but she said we did six or seven seasons. And she was like, and I don't see any of those people anymore. She's like, so I realized like saying goodbye to these people, like I'm I'm probably going to never see most of these people again. Right, right. Which is crazy because especially as viewers, we like to imagine that they're best friends in real yeah. life. And it's kind of a sad reality that that was their job. Yeah. And she's just not going right. to see them. And a lot of those people like behind the scenes that she just spent all this time with she's not gonna see anymore yeah um i love that she said the question was was there anything that you kept from the set and she said okay. i want that wedding dress i want my coat stethoscope scrubs and my stanford jammy pants perfect i think i saw like an ellen interview yeah. a long time ago or something i think she did take her stethoscope and her coat. I think so too. Yeah. I love that she wanted the wedding dress. That means yeah. that moment was very iconic for her. Oh, that was probably one of the hardest. I mean, she said that wasn't her hardest scene, but yeah. I imagine that would be hard. Mm -hmm. um, and then I think this is cool. This is her talking again about uh, that scene 44 with Meredith. And she says, I think back to scene 44, the one with Ellen, and this one line that had tremendous specific meaning to me. It's Ellen's line where she says, I am not finished. In the context, wait. It's Ellen's line? Anyway, hang on, sorry. I, no, that's fine. I think that's what it says. Uh, anyways, Ellen says, I'm not finished. In the context of the scene, it means something else because Christina is trying to leave and can't because she doesn't feel finished. What was challenging for me was I was finishing. I spent the past year finishing to get the character to this moment. But for me, it was the specific interpretation I had of Christina saying, I'm not finished. That speech fills me now. I wish I had said that more eloquently because I cannot tell you how much that line means to me. Oh, yeah, because isn't that scene, isn't she, like, trying to say goodbye to everyone and she's, like, running out of time and mm -hmm. Meredith's like, you need to go, and then she's like, I'm not finished. Isn't yes. that, I think that's yeah, the I context think right. of it. Um, and also, I thought it was interesting for all our Grace fans that um, she did say in that interview that she's leaving it open to Shonda whether or not Christina comes back for the finale and that if she was needed and was not working another job where she couldn't, she'd be happy to. And oh, really? So, I, yeah, that's what she said. She, oh, I really? Didn't, well, I didn't read that part. And maybe I was in a different one. Yeah, because I thought she recently was like, I am not open to coming back. I think she was just saying that, <coughs> um, like, she is leaving it up to Shonda, but... Not for a full, like she would just come back yeah, for, for like an ending, an ending something, which I thought was interesting, and also shows like respect for Shonda that she has. Yeah, that, to like if you need me, what you gave me is worth it, and I'll come back. Yeah, also very hopeful for me because I would love. I to would see love them. to see. Like it's like the end oh. of the office 
when Michael comes yes, back. Yes, it's perfect. Just also, I just had a bit. thought about yeah. the ending of Grace. Like, we're always like, is she going to date someone? Is she going to get married again? Maybe she doesn't, but somehow her and Christina team up together again. Oh. Because they're the true fucking romance of the whole that show. That would be the way to end Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, I don't picture her going to Zurich, really, because, but maybe they do something they start together. a hospital. Yeah, because, like, that's the her true love. Yeah. Oh. She can still, like, date around and yeah, whatever, but, but that, like. Them coming back together. That would be how Grey's it ends. Wow. I'm going to put $10 on the table. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to put so. $20. Um, <laughs> um, but basically, it's cool that, like, Sandra O oh is not finished. She took a break, but now she's back again. She also said something in one of the interviews about, like, because she, not because she became super famous, but kind of, that she was able, after Grey's Anatomy, to, like, choose work that she wanted. Yeah. And so it wasn't until Killing Eve that she, yeah. like, felt really passionate about it and was like, I want that. Um, she took a break for a while, but, like, has that status now where she could well, do that. Well, I also think she t- said that she's a hard sell. Like, she won't... People have offered her jobs. Right, yeah, right, yeah, exactly. Like, that. like she is only going to do things, which is so awesome as an actor. I know... I feel like uh, I listen to a lot of actor podcasts and some of, like, the ones who are doing really well. Like, th- they always say, like, having the opportunity to do that is, like, the best thing ever. Yeah. So... Um, um, I just have a couple little things about Killing Eve. I haven't actually seen it. Brie neither hasn't either, I. but it's on my to-do list. And uh, Kristen, our, one of our patrons, or not a patron, sorry, but a co-host from before we did that, she has seen it, and she said she watched it in one day. Oh, so it's that good. It's really it's good. It's binge-worthy. Yeah. Um, so I thought this was interesting that it says, when she was initially reading the series script, O didn't realize she was being considered for a lead, saying she had been brainwashed by years of being cast as the lead's best friends. Oh. So when she read it, she didn't realize that's what, who she was reading for. And also, I think it's really awesome that in the original novellas, Eve's character is white. And um, the director for this series was not putting race into at all like a thought, which I think is where the world should eventually go up, where that's like kind of not even a part of casting. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why it's really special that like the director was like, no, this is the right person for the role. Yeah. It doesn't matter what they looked like, what whatever. So... Um, which leads us to tonight. and Yes, yeah, the Emmys. So, um, Sandra Oh is the first um, Asian woman yeah. to be nominated for um, Best Actress in a Leading Role. Right. Um, she was nominated five times for an Emmy. Um, so, she was nominated in 2005, 6, 7, 8, and 9. All that for was, Grace? Yeah, that was season 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. Wow. Um, she did not win, and th- that was for Best Supporting Actress. Right. She did not win any of those times. However, uh, for season 1, 2005, she won the Golden Globe. Oh, okay. So she didn't win for the Emmy. For Christina. For Christina. So she won the Golden Globe, did not win the Emmy. And that's um, for season one of Grey's? Season one of Grey's. Interesting. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this is the first time that um, an Asian woman has been nominated for. It's been a big year. With I still want to go see Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. But I've read some really incredible things. Basically just that, like, representation matters. And yeah. there are little girls and boys out there who want to see people who look like them and who are similar to them in leading fucking roles Absolutely. and like make them feel like they're not different or worse or better. And so I think it's really, really important and I'm really excited and I really hope she wins. I do too. We are team Sandra yes. all the way. Um, I will... I think we're going to go watch it now. Well, I have one little thing I want to talk about. Okay, you go, and then I Yeah, it's just really quick. Oh, yeah. No, you go first. 
Oh, I thought you were ending it. That's why. No, I just okay. had one last line. Yeah. Oh, is it good or should it end it? I think I'm, it should end it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, perfect. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, I think it's really interesting too that like we sometimes as viewers like want to know everything about an actor's life. Like I love Instagrams of yeah. act, like people who have it and are on stories. Like I love the behind the scenes. Christine or Sandra Oh is not that person. Like she's mm. very private. And I just have a couple quotes. Um, so she was on, I don't know who the fuck this person is. George Strombolopoulos tonight? It's probably got to be a Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> Strombolopoulos. Strombolopoulos. Uh, in 2012. Sounds like a dinosaur. I know. She goes, there are choices that you are making, and my choice to talk to you on your show and what you do on your show is very conscious on my part. I stepped out of doing press because it's too big a price for me because I just think that if you want to be an actor and if you want to be an artist to be known in that entire world, it throws you off your game. It throws you off what I think is really important. I do. I don't don't know when I stopped being an actor. I don't consider myself a celebrity. I know many actors who don't consider themselves celebrities, and I want to publicly make that statement and that differentiation. And then she also talks about um, the gossip that was going around when she went through a divorce. And she said, I don't listen to this stuff. I don't see it. I tell my people I don't want to know about it because while rationally you might know it's ridiculous, it can hurt your feelings. It can knock knock me off being my authentic self. Um, And I just think that that really speaks to like who she is as a person. She's always, I feel like she's always been her authentic self. Yeah. Um, And I think that takes a lot more work than not, like than just being someone that's in the public eye. So. Yeah. I love that. I hope she wins. What are you? I well, so the last little thing, the last little question about leaving Grace. How did you feel leaving the lot for the last time, knowing that you're not really sure when or if you'll be back? And she said, it was joyous. The whole day was. It was joyous, and it felt complete. And so I feel like she completed what she was supposed to do, and now she has moved on to a different project. And how wonderful would it be if she won? Like, it would really be complete and full circle for all the work that she's put in as an actress at 47. Right. Like, how great would that be? So, Team Sandra. Manifest it. Yeah, we're manifesting. I also think that because, like, she... It would almost even reward, like, her work on Grace. Yeah. Because her work on Grace brought her to this point. Yes. Whatever. So I think as an actress, it, like... It would be rewarding all around. Yeah. I also really quickly hate about award shows, though, how, like, you have all this buildup, and then they, like, read the names, and then they say the winner. It's so fast. Yeah, and they're like, like, oh, God. Yeah, Yeah, so. Um, But, yeah, we'll record our reactions afterwards. Yeah, Um, so we'll be back in a minute. Do you think if we tag Sandra O in this on any platform, she'd be like, wow, guys. Thanks. Yeah. No. What if she's like, you got all my fucking facts wrong. Yeah, it's like everything you said is like not true. Yeah. I didn't say any of that. That was a false article. Exactly. Oh my God, that'd be so bad. We love you, Sandra. We'll be back in a little bit. Okay. Well. Wow. What a buildup. To a serious letdown. Yeah. And then not even, like you said on our Instagram, not even someone that, like, we would have been okay with. Like Elizabeth Moss, I would have been like, I really love The Handmaid's Tale. Like, I'm glad she got it. But, like, I don't watch The Crown. I'm sorry, I don't. I'm sure she deserved it. I think that's why award shows are hard. Because, like, they're they're just, you can't pick one winner. No. But I also (sighs) feel like, guys, the Emmys were very white. There was a decent, not decent, a small, small, small amount, but there should have been more. But I was saying it got white and then it got diverse and then it got very white, white again. Yeah. So I, I feel you on that. 
and I'm saddened, and I would have really liked to see Sandra O's speech. I would. I think she would have had a really great acceptance speech. But like you said, like after whoever the fuck won, you were like, it's Killing Eve's first season, right? So there's so, another opportunity right. for her to win. Ugh. But like I, her parents. Okay, oh. so we. Once we, after we recorded, we watched all of the red, some of the red carpet stuff on our phones and saw whatever. And her parents are adorable. Her mom was matching her. Yeah. We saw a little. She was, she looked beautiful. Oh my God. That deep V chest bone. Chest fucking. Like beautiful red long dress. Let's talk about her uh, announcing an award where she shouted out to her high school. Hilarious. Yeah, that was really funny. Yeah. It was like Christina humor, sort of. Yeah. Um, She's brilliant. Like, I feel like, yeah, she just, like, it was natural up there. Yeah, she didn't seem nervous. No. And she was, like, Confident. had, like, the funny comedic cues of, like, on point And, like, we're going to, like, land that one and everyone laughed. Yes. You know? Oh, And, like, we saw a little snippet of an interview with some, uh, like, random interviewer who Brie was like, stop, stop talking. Because they just talked too much. And they talked over her. Over which, her. like, you're interviewing someone who's famous. No one cares what you have to say. Exactly. And she got a little emotional when she found out that everyone on the red carpet was saying how, like, they were excited for her. And, like, yeah. but then she didn't win. But then she didn't win. And, I, you know, maybe... Maybe next year. I don't know. Well, one of our listeners posted on the Facebook group and said, maybe we should have an honorary episode. And, well, motherfuckers, we We already planned it because we expected a win. Yeah. Can you imagine how excited we would be right now if she had won? I would have loved to see her mom be so excited. And then they panned to her when they were and clapping for that. she was doing the, such a good, She was like, doing the, like, happy clap, and her mom was, like, whispering something to her. Yeah, and, like, knowing that the camera was going to hit on you. So you're like, I'm so happy for you that you did this. But, like, there's got to be a serious amount of disappointment. Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially when someone's, like, talking. It, like, so many people are talking about to you like everyone's rooting for you we right. think it's you and so you gotta get that in your head a bit and when the winner has a speech that's like oh I didn't I mean I love when they don't expect to win I think that's very humbling and like incredible but like I feel like Sandra Oh was gonna use it as a platform yeah she would have said something brilliant yeah and so I think that would be frustrating to have someone go up there and just like think like oh their- my goodness I didn't know that I was going to be <laughs> The winner for the crown. <laughs> no offense to the crown. We've not seen it. I've tried. No, to I watch tried. It. No, I watched the whole first season. Oh, you did. But I was like, I didn't watch it. Like, yeah, I was multitasking. It was like on in the background. I couldn't yeah, get yeah, into yeah. it. I think you have to focus. Yeah, I'm sure. Okay, it's great. but if you guys would like, I'll post it to the highlights so it doesn't go away. We like put like did our reactions. First of all, some highlights of the Emmys. Yeah, the let's proposal. Talk about it. What was that even about? I forget his name, and I'm not going to look it up because I'm too lazy. But he's a director. I know that. So what a great way to direct his own proposal. Also, absolutely. Also, what if he had like she was lovely looking, and he had a skullet. (laughs) (laughs) And like, what if he didn't win? When would he propose, if ever? I don't know. But I, when he was saying like my girlfriend, I was like, he's going to propose. Like before he even like inched into. He was talking about his mom dying and oh, her and being that was, like, that, that yeah. got me enough. And I, but then he said something about my girlfriend. And I was like, oh, he's going to, this is his platform to propose. And then he fucking did it. He probably talked to whoever paid whoever off so he could win to do a proposal. <laughs> I do love, like, even the part about his mom, I was like, oh, this is enough. Like, this is so meaningful. I love this. And then it just 
took because it was about the sunshine and you don't want to f- lose the sunshine in your life. Right. And then, oh, she was his sunshine. Yeah, but didn't want to lose his other sunshine, which was his lady friend. I and- know. And then another top moment for me was when Regina King won and Leslie Jones was presenting. And Leslie Jones lost, lost her it. shit. Yeah. Her reading it was like, bah! Yeah. Um, who? Peter, Peter Dinklage. Dinklage. Brie filmed me. Being Brie. very excited. I, I honestly, a lot of the people that I thought would either win or I wanted to win didn't. Did not. I know. Like, it was a lot of game. Well, Game of Thrones won best drama, but yeah. I wanted Handmaid's Tale to win. Right. Handmaid's Tale won nothing. I mean, unless they won, like, those ones that they Creative don't show, ones. like... Yeah. yeah, like... I... Yeah, it this surprises me about that, actually. I thought they would win a little bit more. I'm also... I feel like if you took that marvelous Miss Maisel... I'm probably butchering that name. Oh, out I'm of sure. the... Like, out of the like story like there would be a lot more wins of the ones we wanted they took home a lot a lot well and it's um paladinos man they did gilmore girls oh really they wrote and directed gilmore girls i think i'm gonna watch it i have it's very hard to start a new show as we've said what's very difficult is um i've talked with my sister Catherine about this People who watch Gilmore Girls now and didn't watch that when they were growing up, oh, I don't hate it. Yes, same. Um, oh, you were talking about Marvelous. No, but but Gilmore Girls, like I have tried to watch you, it. You and had I, to have watched it when you were like growing you up. You need the nostalgia factor and yeah. the like. You're coming into of your age and yeah, yeah. But I want to watch the Amazon one, the Marvelous. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. That's whatever. what I want to watch. Yeah, I uh, she's. The girl that plays... What's her name? Who plays Lorelai? Laura? Um, Lauren Graham. Lauren Graham. She's on Parenthood, which I'm currently love watching. It. Um, And I love her character on Parenthood also. It's a similar character to Lorelai. I, fe- I feel that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So anyways, that was a good moment. I loved... What else did we love about this? I, they made like a little joke about Sandra Oh. Like, oh, RuPaul did about like a Sandra... Oh, yeah. yeah Sandra like, Oh, no, she didn't. Yeah. Um, her drag So race I feel thing. like people were talking about her and then... Just, I know. She didn't get our it. Our girl. But in our heart of hearts... She won. She was the winner. She's been the winner since 2000 and I can't even since do that. Since 2005. Math. Yes. When season one, episode one, the pilot aired... She has been our queen. Sandra O, oh, if, if you're listening, listening to this, I'm sorry we you. butchered all the facts about your life. We and love I you. I probably said something that was offensive without even meaning to be because that's the way that I just don't know things. Yeah, but we you... We love you so much. We wish you would have won. We. You should have won. You should have won and you, you are win. the winner. You will win next time. You will. Also, wait, can we talk about Betty White? Yeah, she was stumbling. I said her. to... Well, she's 96. Oh my God. I said to Brie, I was like, this is like when your grandma starts talking and you have to pay attention, but you're also like, what, what, what are, are you saying? saying? I did love whatever the host was who said, like, like my grandma says after a third <laughs> glass of Chardonnay, like, let's... Time for drama. Time for drama. <laughs> I thought that was a very funny joke. I audibly laughed. <laughs> Um, I thought the Fred and Maya Rudolph thing was kind of awkward. It was. I feel like it's one of those things. I wonder if you're like an intense comedy, like comedic person that studies things. Like you're like, that shit is the funniest ever. Like, yeah. Like I feel like I even missed parts of it. Yeah. I just love them. I thought the hosts were kind of awkward. But was that the point? I think so. Yeah. I thought they did good. I liked the thing where they handed out the Grammys. The to- Grammys? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what did I miss? 
Oh shoot! No, when they we've had some wine. When they handed out, <laughs> what are they? <laughs> no, my brain is just actually malfunctioning. Emmys to the people who should have won them in years past. Too, yeah. Yeah, no, that was great. I don't know. It was. I actually enjoyed it. It was quick, succinct. There was yeah, like it was so quick. They didn't even like you know in the Oscars they give like a at least a fifteen to twenty second like scene of like so and so is nominated. They were like, no, no, it was like you barely heard a word. They were like the blah, and then like the next person <laughs> would go. Yeah, I think it's because they have so many categories. Because it's like they have drama, they have comedy, right. they have yeah, they have a lot to. And there's no musical performances. Right. The Queer Eye boys looked incredible. Yeah. I thought it was great. Yeah. So I was pretty We impressed. loved it. We loved Sandra O. Oh should we rate it? Should we, oh, we should rate the Emmys. Yeah. You know, surprisingly, I will say out of the other award shows this year, I really enjoyed it. I did too. And I felt like I knew more of the things. That was going on. Yeah. yeah. I feel like sometimes with the Oscars, there's like, I try and watch all of them, but there's so many obscure movies that I'm like, right. or cinematography shit. And yeah, but this one around, even if I didn't, necessarily watch it I like very much knew Knew of it it. yes you know and read shit about it so I'm gonna give it nine scalpels yeah I was gonna say an eight yeah for once I'm below but maybe I'll give an eight I feel a little nervous giving it a nine (laughs) I'm gonna give it an eight because Sandra did not win the it would have been a ten if she won it truly would have been a highlight of my life yeah it would have been great so um but anyways thanks for sticking around for this not bonus but kind of bonus episode yeah um, we'll call it time of death because Marge is eating well, a plant. Well, what we will say is if you do like things that are like kind of random and not like about Grey's Anatomy, but maybe tied in a different way, um, you should consider being a patron because we put out bonus episodes every month and yep. it might be something like this. So all you have to do is donate to get bonus episodes $5 a month, which is um, a resident. And you can do that at www.patreon.com slash the on call room and if you do that now you'll get all of the bonus episodes from when we started doing it exactly. like they show up there so you'll have like a good 10 9 episodes I think to yeah. to go through so so think about it yeah including sorting uh, ourselves into Hogwarts houses so don't miss out on that <laughs> and we will not and anyway we'll go time call time of death uh, I'm gonna is, let you do it my friend yeah it is 23 16 Beep.